0: This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at
1: Messy.fm. Welcome to Girls Like Us Podcast. Welcome to Girls Like Us Podcast. Sexual Assault Prevention Tips
0: Do not put drugs in people's drinks.
1: When you see someone walking by themselves, leave them alone. If
0: you pull over to help someone whose car has been broken down, remember not to sexually assault them.
1: When you encounter someone who is asleep, the safest course of action is to not sexually assault them.
0: Never creep into someone's home through an unlocked door, window, or spring out at them from between parked cars or sexually assault them.
1: Use the buddy system. If it is inconvenient for you to stop yourself from sexually assaulting someone, ask a trusted friend to accompany you at all times.
0: Carry a whistle. If you find that you are about to sexually
1: assault someone, blow the whistle until someone comes. This was a post that I found on IG and the account is sexual assault underscore survivor strong. And I really like this, how we were talking about, um, we're always told what to do to prevent this, but we never tell the attacker how to Mm -hmm. um, stop themselves, which is, I mean, it's a little funny, but it's the truth.
0: Yes, yes, it is, because um, it goes into details on different events that the predator really, you know, does, putting stuff in your drinks and things like that, and is telling you, Hey, Predator, don't do this. Like Think about it before you do it. Which, and I thought it was really good when she told me about it because I'm like, yeah, they're always telling the person, the victim, mm-hmm. on how to prevent it yes. and what to look for and things like that. But this particular one is for the Predator. Yes.
1: So how have you been? Catch us up. Pretty good.
0: Um. Pre- you know, what have I been doing? I had to think about this one. Um... <laughs> Nothing much. You know what, that's a dogma shame because I'm sitting here thinking like, what did I do over the week? Did I do anything exciting? Did I do anything? Did I stand anything? No, I don't think you
1: had any good plans. Obviously, <laughs> if I did, it was that great. <laughs> but the fact that
0: I don't remember it mm-hmm. right now. No, I think I actually kind of just laid low Um, over the weekend. I didn't do much. Um. Exciting news! Um I did hear from my son.
1: Mm. He, yeah, it was a
0: quick call. It was literally like a minute and eleven seconds, but I <laughs> lived for it. Like I was super excited about it. Um, and the countdown is on yes, it's officially. On. Told
1: you, tickets is uh, booked. So I'm officially excited now. Yes, so, that's everything. I tell you, it's like gonna feel like it was just like the first no month. no it felt like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to <laughs> me i felt like they were really really fast no it but felt like that there was days i'm like oh my god it's not soon enough like
0: but yeah, yeah. It, it definitely
1: I, and i think it's more because you don't get to talk to him yes. so it's like a complete cut off of communication mm-hmm. as to if you were able to text them or call him yeah face yeah like that so one good thing
0: about when he gets finished and um he goes back, he'll be able to contact me Oh, there. okay. So, it yeah, so, harsh. Yes, it won't. Exactly. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good.
1: Um, I haven't done anything. I mean, i am been hanging out, but like... <laughs> I've been hanging out. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's it. Dying a couple of days, but...
0: <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's about it. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so today, this is our 10th episode, and we're going to do something a little bit different. You know, I think we were both kind of a little bit stuck on where we were at. Mm-hmm. Um. So I talked to a couple of my friends, and they gave me this idea, and I was like, let me run it by Charlotte, and you were still with it, so I was like, perfect. Mm-hmm. So today, we're going to be interviewing each other regarding towards the podcast and our experience building this mm-hmm. so sure you go first <laughs> all right so
0: my first question for me this is um since everything's happened how do you feel like it has affected you and changed you
1: it has affected me just with the people i surround myself when i go out um i don't even turn like away from my drink going out is a whole process. I don't want to be with anybody new. I don't want to go anywhere new. And if I go somewhere that I've been and, like, the bartender is new, like, I'm so skeptical. Like, Mm -hmm. who is he? Why is he here? What happened to so-and-so? And And I've only been really around one person where I, like, let my guard down because, like, they take care of me. Mm -hmm. But I think just your... Like your spidey senses are like on a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I
0: definitely have the proof to put
1: that. Yes, it definitely uh, makes you just reevaluate everything, mm-hmm. man. So my first question <laughs> for Charlotte is: What has been your favorite part about doing this? Oh, um,
0: ooh, good question. <laughs> Um, I would have to say my favorite part of this is just really learning more information, information that I never thought about even researching or looking into. So I would have to say just getting more knowledge on this and um, hopefully helping somebody else out here to make them knowledgeable of it as well and maybe prevent it from having yeah. to them. So I would definitely have to say that's my favorite part of it. Um, My next question for me is... <laughs> Um, since this has happened, do you feel like people look at you differently after you tell them what happened to you?
1: Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe this is me being really big headed or I just don't care. Um, I do feel like, um, certain people are a little bit more cautious and and I don't want to say they're cautious or tender but I think they've always cared and I think I'm more I see it more and I allow it more since this happened in that aspect but I don't think they that they the way they see me has changed oh. or if they have I me mean, I just don't care don't <laughs> yeah,
0: they're, they're
1: <laughs> so my next question is what has been the hardest part about doing this, the podcast itself in its entirety?
0: Um, I would say the hardest part is just the recollection, recollection of everything, um, going over it, remembering things, um, talking about it, sometimes some of the episodes have been difficult, just really like flashbacking on everything that happened, so yeah, I would say that the flashback or talking about Mm -hmm. it, like starting off, it was okay, like, it wasn't bad, like, it wasn't difficult, but as we went further into mm-hmm. it and the different, um, you know, things that happened in the yeah. process and talking to the detective, so I would definitely have to say just telling the story step by step, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that was the most difficult part of this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, let me see. Where are we? Um, <clears throat> how has this, um, how has the the incident affected your relationship? Um, and if it or if it didn't affect your relationship
1: well I wasn't in a relationship I was in a relationship and I'm still <laughs> like, And I think in a way it affected my relationship maybe in a positive way mm-hmm. um, like simply like with my ex-girlfriend she would always be like so like trying to take care of me or telling me like do this or like move here or don't do that and I will always find it like it was so controlling and now that I sit back and I'm like you just cared and I took it as like you're trying to like do this Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that it was you trying to be careful because there's people out here like that that not everybody's my friend I think you made me a little bit more aware of the people that do care about me that they're not trying to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like caring and they, they're like, oh, be careful because they care about you. I think it made me more sensible to that. Okay. Uh, let's see. What has been the most rewarding thing about this project?
0: Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most... I guess um, reaching people, Mm -hmm. seeing um, different people respond and saying that this happened to me also. Like, I've had people reach out and be like, wow, this has happened to me, and it's rewarding because I'm able to touch into those those people who Mm -hmm. never spoke out about Mm -hmm. it. So me... My biggest thing was if I help one person, my job is done. Like, because that's, the, that's my purpose. I want to help people who don't have anybody, who don't have anybody to lean on. So, for me doing this, it, it's just rewarding in itself. If I got nothing out of this and I saved the person, that would be great for me. I would be ecstatic about it because it's not about anything else but helping somebody else so they can possibly not go through it. Or, if they do go through it, they have support. System, whether they reach out to us or somebody else and who can help them or mm-hmm. somebody who it may not happen to, um, can be supportive just from listening to us because now they know like what to say or maybe how to handle the situation. Yeah. So I have to say that. Um, <clears throat> why, in your opinion, do you feel like the predator gets away with this so much? Like, why do you think that it's just kind of like a subject that no one wants to talk about
1: I think it's an uncomfortable subject to talk about I think that we don't know how to help because I had someone come to me before telling me this I probably wouldn't even know what to say it I'm not even sure that I would know what to say I'd be a little bit more guided now I like these are the resources that you could go do you want to talk to me but because it's something that it's not talked about, and then when it is talked about, the victim gets victimized again by everybody around, mm-hmm. so it does make you go into this shell where like, I'm just not going to speak about it. So for the one person that does speak up against the predator, there's a hundred other girls that didn't speak up. Mm-hmm. So with that and the lack of proof, because this person has perfected their art, how... Are they not gonna walk free? But if we make it a point to talk about it and keep talking about it, to where more people speak up, I believe that less and less of them are gonna get away with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me see. Um, what have you learned about yourself going through this and doing the project?
0: Um, <laughs> I would like to. I would like to think that um, coming out of this, I'm more resilient. Um, I felt like I was before, but this has definitely added another like a layer of skin to myself. Because <laughs> uh, wow, um, what was the second
1: half?
0: Of it? Um,
1: about what have you learned about yourself going through this and doing the project? Doing the project. Um, well, the resilient part and just
0: um doing the project is it definitely like opened up my eyes to so, I guess a lot more things that I've never mm-hmm. really known or probably wouldn't have looked into it had it not happened. Um, so that just the whole experience has just been definitely like a whole learning experience. Yeah, I was like, I was learning. <laughs> like, I'm like oh my god, I got to look at now. Well, <laughs> yeah, resilient and knowledgeable. Yes, I think that was the answer to it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, you kind of touched on this in the last question, but um, this one is, like, before this happened to to you, to us, um, had somebody approached you about it, would you have been open-minded about it as far as, like, trying to, like, be there for them? Like, how do you think it changed from it happening versus if somebody was to come to you and you not experienced
1: any of this? I think okay. that it changed me in a sense that when I haven't gone through certain situations, I don't know how to act, and sometimes I can be pushy, and then sometimes I say, like, the complete wrong thing because I've never gone through it, so I can't relate. <laughs> and I think I'm saying the right thing, but it's not the right thing. And I think going through it myself now, I'm kind of more of, like... Making the other person feel safe. Like, I need to understand this is your space, this is your story, what you're comfortable with. Like, if you don't want to tell me this, if you think I'm overstepping, tell me. Whereas before, that wouldn't have even been in my mind. I would have just been asking without second guessing, like, is this okay for them? Do they feel okay sharing this? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's made me more compassionate, more aware of. The other person's feelings. Not saying that I wouldn't have been for it, but I don't think I would have been that much in tune. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have just kept going where I'm not letting you know that if you're uncomfortable to tell me. I would have just assumed. Okay. So that would be it. What has been your hardest episode to record? Oh,
0: um, I think the hardest episode is like the one when, like, I went into details into like how I woke up, mm-hmm. um, talking about like the whole feeling. Like even when I think about it, it's still difficult. Like just remembering it and replaying it and telling myself, you know, it's not your fault or all of those. So I think when that particular episode when I had to like really go into detail waking up and just remembering how I felt and just pushing forward. it. Yeah, that one, you know, there was actually another one where I actually got out here at, um, which episode was that one though? Um, I think it was like, after like telling our boss also mm-hmm. like that whole, and his, his reaction to it. Um, his lack of, of reaction to it. Yes. So actually, I think it was probably two episodes mm-hmm. that were really difficult to talk about. Those were those two things. So yeah. Um, after this happened, um, we kind of some of the questions was kind of almost repetitive that I wrote because I just different and some. Like mm-hmm. you're kind of answering mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. in the other, mm-hmm. other questions. <laughs> um, so
1: mm-hmm. one of the other ones was just like how
0: does it do you feel like you're more like extra conscious of your surroundings just in general
1: yes yeah yes 100 i look at everything and everyone i it's so funny because there used to be times where i would go out with my ex-girlfriend and there'd be people walking behind us and she will stop to let them go in front and be like oh you're so crazy like why are you doing that you just think everybody's out to get you and now like if she does it like I don't I don't say anything I know why she's doing it right. and I just move and I wait and like I don't argue like whereas before I'm like why do I have to stop Like, oh my God, like, you just think everybody's, like, out here, and I'm just like, no, everybody is out here, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand back here with you and let them walk in front, and then we'll keep going. Like, I'm so more cautious, Mm -hmm. and I guess it's kind of sucky that I, like, we had to go through this for me to, like, realize a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but, I mean... It did, like, completely. I'm definitely. so aware of everything. Yeah,
0: I could definitely say that I've definitely been extra cautious. Like, I'm just looking at everything now that I've never really paid attention to. Um, like, when I went to New Orleans and, every like, it's a drinking place that you go out there, like, on the strip and everything, bourbon street. And I was just looking at people out there just sloppy drunk, and I was just thinking, like, I can only imagine how many people have got assaulted out here that mm-hmm. nobody knows about. I they, they don't even remember. remember. Exactly, so it just made me like looking at everything, wary of everybody. You look creepy, like know, like <laughs> every, everything. You just like extra paranoid, like your senses is just all over the place. So yeah, definitely agree on that one.
1: <laughs> um, how has this both the project and this this event affected your relationship?
0: Oh um I think it affected um kind of how I feel about myself. Um I'm still working through it. Like um I don't feel really sexual at all. Um I still like I'm trying to like just get in tune with myself again. Um I feel like it and it could be all mental. Because we talked about the whole mental thing. Maybe <laughs> anyway, I'm mental, and it's just all in my head. But for me, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like people knowing, I I don't know what they think. But I feel like they have thoughts. Because when you hear stories about victims, they the ones who um, get blamed. It's like, oh, this person was allegedly, right? They don't say that they were, so they was always allegedly. So I feel like... Um, even telling our bosses, like, well, are you making it up or something like that? So I just feel like, in general, like, are you looking at me like, well, did this really happen? So just in general relationships, um, it just, I don't know, like, my thoughts is the whole, what are you thinking? Like, let's go um, talk mm-hmm. about it. Like, mm-hmm. so it's definitely, it, it, it definitely has affected me and not in a great way. So it definitely leaves me feeling like every time... I have the flashbacks of how I woke up. Like that alone bothers me. I don't like it, and just thinking about it, like, just makes like my desire is, I, my libido is down. <laughs>
1: like, definitely. It's so annoying. i was gonna ask him a question. Okay. Part <laughs> <It's hard to laughs> two. Um, have you, have you, and the person that you're seeing, have you talked about it again, or was it something that? you spoke about once and then it got left there and we just kept up yep, pretty much Okay. Um, yeah. and maybe that could be like you don't know what's going on in their mind like you just brushed it off and it never got brought but it never got brought up again mm-hmm. so
0: and yep and i never like kind of wanted well yeah no i never kind of revisited like i would be wanting to and i'll be having all these conversations in my head like i'm gonna I'm
1: gonna talk about it. But yeah, no, no. no. Do you know if I'm like just going out here like asking questions, right? Do you know if they listen to the podcast? Uh
0: nope, I don't I believe they did not.
1: Mm -hmm. Because and see maybe like from my experience, um, like just along with my ex-girlfriend, like she listens. She listens So she'll have, like, feedback, but, like, she won't overstep. She'll be like, look, if you really feel like you need to talk about it, anytime I'm here. Or she'll be like, I listened to this, and I'm sorry that you felt this way. Like, I'm here. So when we hang out, and if I bring it up, it is a topic of conversation. Like, we've talked about it, like, more than once. So maybe in that way I don't feel like, oh, you look at me differently or – in that way because I do know that she listens Mm -hmm. so she'll have feedback or she'll ask me questions or she'll be like is it okay if I bring it up if you don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. so I think in a sense that helps a relationship of whatever sort even friendships you know and maybe that's something that you just be like, hey, you should listen. Right. <laughs> like, you really know what's going on. Be like, hey, I'm going to pick you up and play. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or
0: something. Yeah. And then me really talking about this, it's difficult, like, to have a conversation, to go and to relive it and to just say, like, how I'm feeling. I'm never really good with the communication thing. <laughs> oh, so, that's not, like, I'm seeing this now, but, like, if it came now, to so having
1: the conversation, but I feel so that like it needs to be someone you feel comfortable with because mm-hmm. I had I had I be like if I were to be seeing someone new now, someone that I hadn't been with for years, I do think that that conversation would be very difficult to have. It would bring a lot of like, how are you looking at me? What are you thinking? And I think it's just the fact that with my ex, it's been years, so it's just that comfortable Have, where I been see someone new I'd be like uh, I don't want to talk about it with you mm-hmm. and if you're not bringing it up I'm not going to bring it up because obviously you don't care and I'm not going to push that on you and it's fine but it does I can see how it would affect the negative negativity mm-hmm. um okay. oh, questions <laughs> um, um. You, go ahead with another question. I'm gonna go through my <laughs> questions <is laughs> right quick. like go oh, ahead, uh, hey, cause you uh, get okay. all the questions. I... Um, if you can give someone that is going through some through through this some advice knowledge, what would it be?
0: You know what, yeah, I don't know what she
1: got on these things. Like, I'm like, wait a second <laughs>
0: Like I'll give you my questions if you want. Please. <laughs> oh, I just only got a couple of questions. <laughs> I did Oh, <laughs> um, okay, what advice would I give them? Um, I would probably tell them to um to follow through on just everything, the Speaking to somebody about it, getting the, the rape kit, um, talking, to, filing a report, all the things that I didn't go through, I would definitely suggest going through because I feel like that was a, another hard episode. But like thinking about it, um, had I deal more versus just going to the hospital and just going through the whole procedure that she went through, um, it would have been more helpful. So I would definitely say for somebody who it has has happened to, to go through the entire steps. It is a painful process, Um, it is difficult, but I definitely would suggest doing it. And just find, um, if you don't have a friend that you can really turn to who is very supportive definitely seek counseling call the anonymous hotlines or something like that like so that you don't have to go through it alone because it is difficult it is not something that you're going to get over like some people think you are like oh yeah you'll be okay just you know just shrug it out like get you a real support system if you don't have a friend to do it go to a group or something like that they can assist you just to reach out to somebody so you don't have to go through it alone because going through the loan, you'll be depressed, suicidal, all the things that come with it.
1: Even if you're not alone, because I I wanna say that I have a really good support system mm-hmm. and I went through it like and even then um, I don't think I told you this. Um, I went to the gym over the weekend, which on uh, cause of all this happening, I stopped going to the gym. Like I just because it's so I go to a co-ed cool gym, and then, like, it's just so everybody there. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the room that I usually use, like, I wouldn't care before that there were guys in there, and now I just feel so, like, uncomfortable with them being in there, and I've never cared. But um, this weekend, I went, and I literally saw someone that looked like him, mm-hmm. and I freaked. Like, I freaked, and I looked around because... I guess in me, I'm used to seeing him at work, so there's other people, mm-hmm. like, or, I mean, our boss is aware of it, I don't want to say that he's completely safe, but right. I know that it's not, like, he's not going to expose himself at work, Right. and when I thought it was him, I freaked, like, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Where do I go? Like, what? Where's the door at? Mm-hmm. And I remember I messaged my best friend, and like, I wanted to leave. Like, I'm like, I want to go. I'm like, because I, it wasn't him. I'm like, but it looked just like him. Mm-hmm. And I guess I had never thought about what would I do if I see him out outside of work. Right. Mm-hmm. I had never ever thought about, but like, just being freaked out, like. I wanted to cry, like I wanted to sit there and cry because I'm like, I had never felt this fear anywhere I've gone. Mm-hmm. So now I think in the back of my head, it's also like, what am I gonna do when I see you? Right. Because as big as Chicago is, it's also really small. So you can't tell me that mm-hmm. I'm not gonna run into you. I mean, there's possibilities. Wow. And it's so scary now to think of that feeling of seeing you out. And I had never ever thought about seeing him out outside of work until right. this weekend. Wow. So yeah. even having that support system, it gets hard because there are times where I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to tell them. Like, I don't want them. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm, they're probably <laughs> getting sick of me. I know they're probably not, and I'd be like, just say it. But even having that support system has had me depressed. It has had me where I can get up and go to work. It has had me where, like, not suicidal thoughts as to where, like, I want to kill myself, but I'm like, what's the purpose? Like, what am I doing? Like, what what is it? Mm-hmm. So I can definitely understand, like, you do need that support system because they do make that difference, even when you do go through those patches where you can't get yourself up.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my question is, if you were to see him and you had a, a chance to actually tell him how you felt and address the issue in a safe space, what would you say?
1: What would I say to him? Mm-hmm. I think I'd ask him why at this point. like, And I don't think it'd be so much about why did you do it to me. I think, when, I mean, in a sense it would be, Why did you do it to us just because the state that we were in, what we had just gone through, like, you knew us? And why do you do it, period? Mm -hmm. Like, why did you do it to us and why do you do it, period? Like, what satisfaction are you getting from it?
0: Right.
1: Because I don't understand what satisfaction you could get from it at all. So that would be like, what would you...
0: Um, <laughs> I would definitely ask them like, why? Like, I mean, I, there's a lot of questions. Like, you have somebody, you in a whole relationship, so why did you choose this? Why did you prey on this? Why was you so adamant about us coming over chilling with you? Like, why? 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 Like, what was your point? What did you get out of this? Like, what? What was going through your mind? Like, did you think that it was cool? Did you think? What did you think? Like,
1: I don't think he counted on us remembering, or I don't think he thought that we were that close, Mm -hmm. or that maybe we had hung out how many times before to know our habits. Right. I think he didn't count on a lot of things, and I think because nothing has happened to him yet, he. Probably kind of just assumes that we might kind of know, but aren't a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of like backed off.
0: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, through all of this, what, if any, regrets that you have of this?
1: Regrets? Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't have any. I I went through a lot of emotions. But I was very aware that once I started this, it was just gonna be out there for the whole world. And I'm like, whatever comes with it, comes with it. And I like to say that the, it's shown me a lot of the people around me. It showed me a lot from them. And I think that has been so rewarding, which it doesn't make me regret it because it's just like, it showed me who really is on my team and who really isn't and who I can really count on. So I think it just cleared a lot of stuff to where I don't regret it. And it's out there because for us to put ourselves out there, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. My friend had just told me that they didn't realize how strong it has to be to not only stay here and tell a story and then we listen to it Because we do listen to these episodes. Mm -hmm. And then, like, so you didn't just go through it and tell it. No, you went through it, told it, told it, told it, and then listen, listen, listen. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was, like, if we don't do it, who else is going to do it? Yes. Like, who else is going to do it? So, like you said earlier, if it just reaches one person, if it helps one person, that's all that matters. So, I really have no regrets. When it came to this, I think maybe I had sat down and I was, like, already, like, ready for the worst. Right. <laughs> exactly, right. We did like, like, say <laughs> Of course. When yeah. Positive. Yeah. Because I did. I remember I tell you, I was like, look, it's going to be out there for everybody
0: mm-hmm. to hear,
1: to judge, to speak on. And it might not always be great feedback, but if we don't do it, who is? Exactly.
0: Um, well, for me, my I do have a regret. Regret, I can't get it out. <laughs> um, but mine's more so of uh, the the night and just me knowing how you are mm-hmm. not following my mind like something is right. Like I still beat myself. Up, like there's no way. Me thinking now, like right then, technically we should have left when mm-hmm. you were incoherent. So. As I beat myself up a lot about that because I'm like, it could have probably been avoided had I just been like, you know what, I'm gonna take her home, even though I got an Uber. <laughs> I don't know how, but just still, just just listening to my mind like, this isn't right.
1: She's not speaking clearly. Like, this is not, this isn't her normal. You know, I kind of had a conversation about this with my aunt because I'm telling you, like, when we talk, we, we do hit this. And, uh because she was asking me like how like details and everything and she told me and I told her I was like you know just how I feel guilty for telling you to come over I'm like I know she feels some type of guilt for not leaving and she's like I was like but I don't want her to feel guilty I'm like because I don't think there was a way that we I mean I guess there was a way that it could have been avoided but should we really always be watching our back with people that we know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we should be allowed and able to feel safe. And she said, um, she answered something like, I think once you realize what was going on, like you got scared. And I think I would have gotten scared and it was like, what do I do? How do I get her out? Mm -hmm. I think I would have reacted the same way. So it was just like, let me calm down and just see it and at that point you didn't even know what had happened oh, wow. or why i had gotten sick mm-hmm. it could have been something i ate it could have been a million other things so i think that was the safest bet for you to stay there because god knows if you would have try to leave what he would have done mm-hmm. because even the day after like that morning when we were trying to leave, him trying to take your phone, like how he was acting. Mm-hmm. So had you tried to leave that night, maybe it would have gone worse. Maybe it would have gone way worse than the, the morning when we woke up mm-hmm. trying to leave. Because at that moment, I don't think he thought that we remember anything. So I don't think he would have been like, oh, when she got here, it was this... This is how it was. Right. Because everything had already happened. And I think had you tried to get me out that night, it would. I think he would have done it worse. And at least I think that morning I was kind of up. Because I remember pushing him, but I couldn't. Like, my body and my mind were working together. But I remember pushing him. And I was like, leave her alone. Like, we're trying to leave. But we were so out of it. So I think that was the best thing that you did. Like, just stay there to... Try to figure out what he was trying to do or what had happened. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I guess if they went to the "I regret going" period, I should. Say right,
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just something. It's just a constant like playback. That's the that's the hardest part of it. Just always playing it back and like questioning yourself just all the
1: time. Like I. I, I think about it every day, there is things that trigger me, there is things like, sometimes i I mean, I'm already like, really like, I don't want to say emotional, but I'm very like, aware, so like, if I watch something and it's that, I'll cry, <laughs> but like, now even more, or sometimes, if I'm walking on the street, and I'm walking with someone like if I'm al girlfriend and I like, know she feels it, like I'll grab her arm even like stronger because I don't feel like, I guess I feel unsafe or if we go out, I like um, to the point like I literally make her walk into the bathroom <laughs> and like you have to wait there and it's just, I guess, I don't know if I'm scared or I'm just like if something happens to me, I need you to be there so you can tell that you were there. And I know she's not going to let nothing happen to me, but even if I'm out with my best friend, if I'm out with anybody else, I want you near me at all times because if something happens to me or something happens to you, Mm -hmm. I can say I was there or you can say I was there. And I guess, in a way, it was just how our boss reacted. Like, at that, I'm really angry. Like, I'm still really angry towards him and... He probably sounds sick because I'm. I'm really petty, <laughs> and I'm just not with his his shenanigans. Yeah, I'm just like leave me alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I definitely.
0: I read an article um briefly about how. Um, the sexual assaults and jobs and stuff like that, and I think the biggest thing is the money that they don't want to come out of because of the, the lawsuits and things like that. It's really sad, but I just feel like guys stick together. What is it's like a boys' club. Like mm-hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, like oh sorry that happened to you, but in the back of your mind, you really don't care, and it's sad because mm-hmm. they always make excuses like, oh well. It's just when people, when you hear stories like, well, why did she go over there at three o'clock in the morning? If she said no, no means no. So I don't care if she went over there at three, four, five, whatever, six o'clock in the morning. If she decided no, then that should be. Even if she
1: started, even if it started as a yes, and then she said no. You know, and yet last night, I love Law and Order. And like, I literally rewatched this. Like, I started watching it from like episode one, season one. And I think it was one of the first episodes. And watching it now, it made me so angry. And I don't think I had ever really paid. Mind you, mm-hmm. like, I used to Saturday binge watch this. <laughs> it was an episode where they found a girl, like, they had pushed her over. And I want to say it wasn't the detec- like, the main two detectives, which is like Olivia and what's his name? Um, I don't know who you're talking about. I can't think his oh name. Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> it wasn't until they shut up and there was another detective there. And she, so Olivia's explaining to him, like, it's a possible rape. And he's like, what do you mean? I just told you that there was no force of entry. And she wasn't exactly wearing her saying no attire. Oh, wow. And she's like, I said it was rape. I didn't say it was violent. And it made me so angry that he said that, and I have never caught onto it, like, ever. And I'm like, this is how they think. I mean, this is someone that is in law enforcement Mm -hmm. that is there to help and serve, and he's all like, well, there wasn't any force entry, Um, and she wasn't wearing her, like, no attire, and she straight up said If she said no at any moment, it was no. Exactly. That's And she was like, I never said it was a stranger either. And it's like damn yeah. sad because it's yes, bad.
0: this is what happens.
1: Even the detective when he was answering
0: the questions, he was like, "Yeah, I understand sometimes, um, yes can turn to no," and I'm like, "Well, this damn sure wasn't the case." Like, but that's what they just automatically assume, or like, it's just sad that this is how they're. I don't know if
1: trained or whatever the case may be. It's foul or how they say. Um, I've heard a couple times when they're, oh. Are you sure you just didn't regret it when you woke up the next day? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think I've ever regretted when I was with someone.
0: Right. I Unless it's bad. <laughs> even even <laughs> then, I was like,
1: well, I'll just take my L. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what? I didn't come, okay? I'll take my L. Goodbye. Right. But... To go from that to, like, oh, you rape me? Right. Never. Never. Ever. No. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if I regretted it, I regretted it, but I'm not going to turn it into rape. Mm-hmm. Now, if I said no, then yes. yes right. That's, that's the messed up part about it.
0: Even, I mean, with the society, like, when people come out, like, the whole, what is it? Harvey Weinstein and and Bill Cosby mm-hmm. and all these people. And then the biggest thing that I've heard across the board, why did they wait so long to come out and say something? And I'm just like, because they had to probably work up the courage. First of all, if they would have came out, it would have been like, did it really happen? You would have still questioned them had it came out at this time. He would have paid them off, just like the thing we say. He would have paid it off, and once again, it would have been sh- drugs, um, sweat under the rug, because this happens all the time, and then they are victimized by like, oh, well, you waited 10 years to come out, probably because they knew this exact same thing was going to happen, and nobody believed them, Mm -hmm. like, don't get me wrong, it probably is some people who just out here trying to get some money, but the majority of them, all of them people can't be lying. all of those people cannot be lying. Mm -hmm. like some, okay, but all of these people, it's a lot of people, so come on now. Why the predator gets like,
1: oh, he didn't do it or, oh, it wasn't like what it seemed or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, no. Or he gets away with it. Like, he gets away with it. Like, look at the whole Artelli thing mm-hmm. and those girls that, like, even if the girls were going willingly, they were 15 years old. I mean, do you really have a clear sense of life at 15 years old? I mean, mm-hmm. I think about some of the shit I did when I was 15 and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Right. He is a grown man, and that it's
0: is rare. right. Yes. If you're not of age, of a consensual age, I think the age is actually, I think, like 16 or something.
1: 17 here.
0: 17 here. here. But yeah, it's like, no, like, it is, there's all kinds of race. Like, it's not just, um, we were just talking about, it's not just... Mm-hmm rapes from like strangers or something like that there's there's rates within marriages because they felt like it, it's your duty to sleep with them there's rapes within relationships when you mm-hmm. dated each other like there is so many Family. different
1: yes um, so many different um, women women rape women rape and mm-hmm. i i think um i was listening to an episode of horrible decisions and they were talking about when they went on tour and i listened to this before this happened but it's been on my mind i think because of how unaware maybe we are and she was saying how when they were on tour like the guys would be so respectful and be like oh can i hug you can i grab your arm can i touch you and like the girls just instantly were doing it, like not asking or no, nothing. They were just touching, and it's like, as a woman to another woman, like, do you know how invasive that is? Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to be touched. I don't care if you're a man. I mean, a man a girl. If I like you, if I'm attracted to you, I don't want to be touched. In my space. Yes. My space, yes. So women do this, but I think we're made to believe that the men that men are always predators. And I mean, women do it too. And women do it to women. Women do it to children. Women do it to men. Women do it to kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's the
0: crazy part. Like mm-hmm. it's it's across the board. Like there's so many different yeah. levels that like, people don't even like. I promise you. Until this happened, the the knowledge and the information that I have, the mm-hmm. research, and, like a lot of stuff, like I
1: never would have probably mm-hmm. paid attention to. No, and it is true because. I will always be careful, like when I go to the bar around people that I didn't know. And I remember one day when I was in my ex, like we were still together, and she had said something, and she's like, "You need to be careful around the people you know more than the people that you don't." know. And I was like, "You're just crazy, blah blah blah." blah. That that was my reaction, mm-hmm. and now I'm just like. You're right. Like, this was someone I knew. And, like, this was someone that knew what pain we were going through. Yep. And prayed on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And it's really sad, like, the, as I think about it. And it's, like, more so than ever. Like, I'm seeing all these shows where it's happening. Yes. And I'm, like, maybe I'm seeing it more, I guess, because I'm more aware. Or the whole Me Too mm-hmm. thing. I was just, like, I I see it all the time now. Like, articles, movies. Yes. Like, shows, yes. like, I'm like, jeez, okay. But it definitely has made me so aware, mm-hmm. so aware, like, I'm watching everybody. <laughs> you know, it was so funny because one of the first times
1: I went out after this happened, I went to a bar that I had never gone to with, Um, it's one of my mine and my brother's friends. And she had walked I think she went to get drinks and there was this gay couple next to me and the guy literally left his drink there and went somewhere and his boyfriend had turned his back and I got so freaked I tapped his boyfriend on the shoulder (laughs) and I was like watch his drinks and he looked at me and I was like, you just never know. So he literally like grabbed the drinks and like just held them in front of him because he literally had turned his whole back. Oh, wow. and it wasn't like it was a wall; like it was like a bar-like um, table. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, it was like open; like there was other people there. And I literally like I got so freaked, and I was just like, I'm such a mom now because he right. was looking at me like, you're such a weird person. What? You don't know me. <laughs> you're like watch his drink. Right.
0: <laughs> oh my god it definitely <laughs> definitely leaves <laughs> you that way though like it definitely definitely <laughs> he probably talked about you that night <laughs> he probably did
1: you know what he probably did oh my god well,
0: it's definitely important and then a lot of times I feel like guys who are molested or raped they don't talk about it at all like the mm-hmm. chances of them even speaking on it is like slim to none mm-hmm. because they're definitely ashamed like as a female we're embarrassed by it they're
1: humiliated in everything i think they're they're led to believe that their strength should have been their their defense like Mm -hmm. the way they defended themselves you're strong you're this but one if it's a guy doing it to another guy he's just as strong he's just as strong as you are and you also don't know what mental state Either of them are in. Mm -hmm. If it's a woman doing it to a guy, you have no idea, like, how she played that out Mm -hmm. or what she's trying to say. And because there's some women that lie, it could easily be turned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, as a guy, I can't even imagine the amount of people that go through this as a guy because the statistics are look at them as a woman, mm-hmm. they hardly get reported. So now yep. imagine as a man. Mm-hmm. And right. a lot of them are like people that they know in family. Like again, it happened like it's so like, I think it's so more or less when it's, it, it's a stranger mm-hmm. than someone that you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: so. Um, I think I left off with the last question.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got the last question.
0: Um, Oh, it's on me again. Yeah. Um, oh, how do you think all of this um us doing the podcast and everything and everything that happened, how do you think it has affected your family, um, and them dealing with it and knowing what happened?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. Because now an I, so <laughs> I don't know because
0: Well, it probably made your your brother more overprotective, are you like, Mm
1: -hmm. one. no? (laughs) I mean, he was for the first two weeks, but I think my whole family is so used to me being the grown-up that they just were like, oh, she'll be fine, type of thing, and I don't necessarily—I never really brought it back up to them again. Mm I honestly like don't want my dad to listen to it. I love him and I think I've had some really hard episodes where I don't want him to feel that like, I don't want him to hurt Mm -hmm. because there are days where I can't get up. There are days where I don't like want to talk about it and I don't want him to feel that. So I don't want him to listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knows about it and he's like super proud, but. Like, that's where I want to keep it at. Mm-hmm. With my brother, I know he's listened. But because I'm the oldest one and I'm, like, so strong and I'm so, like, this is it and, like, this is how it goes. I don't think he'll know how to bring it up to conversate because I think he'll be, like, I don't know if he'll know how to act with me being, like, so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I actually just kind of like told my mom I was angry at her because she kind of dismissed it. And she dismissed it again. Wow. <laughs> so in reality, to me, I think my strongest like how it affected my family, I don't. I don't think it really affected them <laughs> because I just kept pushing it. I think but in that sense, it also made me so grateful for the people that are in my life, There are in my family, and they are there for me 100%. They ask me if I'm okay, that, like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we're so, like, you have to stick by your family, and when certain stuff happens, it's like, well, where was my family at? Because. Mm-hmm. Like, I can honestly say that my, I don't want my guy to listen to it. I don't want him to listen to it. So I guess I'm okay. Right. Maybe I am okay with them not hearing it. Mm-hmm. Because sense. I don't know how they will feel, and I don't want to hurt them. Right. That's definitely
0: understandable. That that is- how did it affect yours? Uh, it, um, it did, for the most part. Um, it didn't for the most part. I would say my niece definitely, um, is definitely overprotective. Like, she was already overprotective already, but um, she now, like, oh, well, you didn't call me when you got in. Like, she just the most, like, I'm just be like, I need you to relax. Um, like, just like, mm-hmm. no, like, I'm home. Like, i like, <laughs> this whole check in, like, I'm a kid again, it's just the worst. And I'm just like, okay. But as far as, like, everybody else, I really don't feel like um, it, it definitely, um, I don't think it affected them. And if it did, I, I, I don't know about it.
1: They don't know about it. Yeah. yeah, That's how I feel. So,
0: yeah. But um, I've had some really good friends who supported. Have I? Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> no, just no, but I do have people who, like, check in. But I feel like, I don't know, I just maybe, they don't know how
1: to... I think, like I said, it's a really hard topic and it's very like unspoken so, and sometimes with you, (laughs) the more you try to like get in, the more you push. So I think sometimes it'd be like, and I know it because I'm the same way, like for instance, And, like, I I was telling this to my best friend. The way my ex-girlfriend asks about it is really cute. Like, she'll be like, hey, like, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, but I'm here. Like, the way she addresses it. Even my best friend, like, she'll wait till I bring it up because I'm that comfortable. But sometimes I will shut the conversation down because I don't. Like, I'm I'm just not in the headspace to talk about it. And I guess I'm lucky now that they know how, like, how headed I am, and then just drop it, and <laughs> But yes, um, this has been our interview of each other. Do you want to tell them where to find us?
0: Yes, I would. <laughs> so um, you guys can check us out on IG. Underscore girls.like.us. Or you can email us girls like us, 619 at gmail.com. Go ahead and hit us up in a DM or shoot us an email. Like I say all the time, you can remain anonymous. If you just want to vent, you don't even have to have a response back. If you don't want it, just talk to us. Get it off your chest. Let us know
1: what's going on.
0: And also, don't forget, we're still giving away that $25 yes. gift card for Bubble Land. So go ahead, check us out.
1: Yes. And the National Sexual Assault Online is 800-656-HOPE. So that's 800-656-4673. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening to Girls Like, Girls like Us. Us.